Greetings, Bulldogs, and welcome to today's episode of the 1020 Dogcast, where we hopefully give you quality content in 10 to 20 minutes. And in studio, I'm actually really excited about this episode because in studio right now, we have one of our uh, graduating seniors uh, who is interested in a very specific institution. Mm-hmm. And then we have two current students and New Albany alum in the house. I'll, I'll let them go ahead and first introduce themselves. We will start over here. Hi, I'm Cadence Kaiser. And I'm what year are you at Bloomington? I'm a freshman at Bloomington. Okay. I'm Landon. I'm a senior at New Albany who's interested in Bloomington. That's right. I'm Lily, and I'm a sophomore at Bloomington. So it just hit me, Lily. We started the 1020 Dogcast after you graduated. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So the whole purpose of this was like just to, to get another way for students to get content at their own time, right? So on the way to practice, on the way to work, whatnot, you can listen to the Lily episode or whatever. So thankfully, p- students have listened. So it's actually worked out. Uh, we were actually hoping that, you know, in the first year we'd have a couple hundred streams. We're well over a couple thousand already. So uh, we're really excited that students are actually listening to this. And hopefully today, if you're interested in IU Bloomington, this is your episode. Because uh, two of these scholars here were in your shoes uh, just a couple couple years ago. Lily was 22, Cadence last year. Uh, so here I just want to talk about your all's experience and then... Um, and then uh, and then if Landon wants to ask some questions about IUB, we can go from there. So I want to start off with this. Think back, senior year, process. Right now, stu- students are about halfway through it. So right now is that moment where they're kind of like narrowing it down to, you know, is it Cincy? Is it IU Bloomington? Is it Ball State or whatnot? So talk to me first, reflecting back on your senior year about the process of selecting your college. Like, just take us back there. Uh, we'll start with Cadence. Yeah, I mean – Honestly, it feels like forever ago, 100%, um, just because life got so busy once college started and just diving into that new world of things. But I do remember around this time last year, I was in between two schools, Bloomington and Cincinnati for pre-med. And I just remember having, like, literally sitting down making a pro-cons list of where I wanted to go to school. And clearly, I picked Bloomington, and I love it there now. But I do remember just applying for scholarship after scholarship after scholarship, trying to narrow it down, worrying about housing and tuition and just what that was going to look like next year. And it worked out. And, you know, I'm in a great place right now at IU and I love it. It's awesome. Awesome. Lily? Mine was a little different. I feel like I applied to a few different schools, but I was pretty set on IU Bloomington the whole time. But I was the same with Cadence. I was like, I need to figure out scholarships, whatever. And I kept applying and applying and applying and nothing was working out like all the big ones had pretty much been sent out and I was like oh okay like hopefully I get a few small ones on class night but then like two weeks before I got the Betty Bennett Hammond scholarship and that was amazing that like really like set my ways like yes like Bloomington will be my place like things are starting to work out for me good stuff now thinking back about when it was down to Cincinnati and Bloomington and how you and I had several conversations uh and Lily, as you said, right at the beginning, you, you were kind of like, it was it was IU. Uh, but what was it that ultimately you decided Bloomington over Cincinnati? Honestly, it was just the environment at Bloomington. I remember um, my first ever college tour was Bellarmine. And I realized within the first five minutes that I could not go to a small school. Hmm. It was too small. It felt really claustrophobic. And then I went to IU, which was my second tour. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is incredible. It was huge there's so many people just walking around just living and i remember just loving the environment also anyone if you ever like juniors 
if you're going to go on a tour there, go during the fall. It's so pretty. I highly recommend. But really, it was just the environment that Bloomington get, gave off. I loved just the college town vibes. And compared to Cincinnati, you are in downtown Cincinnati. Like, you are in that area. And I have my best friend ended up going there, and she loves it. But for me, Bloomington was just the best, better fit, and like, environment-wise, and never looked back since. Yeah. Now, Lily, I think I know the answer. But why was it Bloomington from the beginning? Like, what was it about IU that you were like, that's it? Um, my older sister went there, so that was like a big push for me, but also just everything that it had to offer, um, just seeing my sister and like everything that she got involved in and then all of her friends and anyone else, I was like, there's so much that I could get involved in. Like I can make a home away from home here, which is really nice. Like a lot of people from New Albany go there, but you can also make your own connections and your own little group, but still be connected to home. Good stuff. Landon. Why IUB? Why are you considering IUB? I've grown up just like a diehard IU guy. Like, I'm pretty, uh, pretty big into IU basketball and all the sports there, but I just uh, also love the campus. Like, when I go up there and watch games and stuff like that, just the environment just kind of seems like it fits kind of my personality, real energetic, uh, just always into everything they have to offer. And then uh, I've talked to a couple people who have been, like, iffy, like, when they applied – they were like, hey, I don't know, but I'm going to go to Bloomington and see what it's like. And, you know, they've gone. They've just loved it and just said uh, a bunch of great things about it, saying it's a great experience. Yeah. Okay. So take me in. Now, this this is your first semester, right? Yes. Uh, and, and Lily, I, I guess academically, you're probably a junior? Like between a junior and, and a senior. senior. Yeah, yeah. My advisor always gets confused. <laughs> yeah. And, and probably academically, you're probably a sophomore or junior, I'm right? I'm a junior, yeah. You're a junior. Again, New Albany students, the opportunities that you get here uh, sitting at this table is someone who graduated from two years ago and someone who graduated last year, and they're both juniors and seniors academically. So anyway, talk to me about um, first semester, how to go, um, and how do you feel that New Albany prepared you for your first semester? And it's okay to be candid. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So I will say my first semester was a lot in the sense of how big of an adjustment it is. Like, you don't have the cushion of your parents at home so much anymore because you are, like, an hour and a half away from home. Um, and responsibility does only fall on you. Your professors don't necessarily care if you do the work or not as long as they have students who are passing and they're getting the literature across that they're teaching. However, um, with that being said, my professors were great. Going to office hours was a huge thing. I was able just to have great conversations with them that like set me on my path to having done well my first semester so academically it was adjustment in the sense of just how much content was how much studying there was um, but that's also the nature of my major as well New Albany wise when it came to studying I was never a student who could just sit in a class understand the content go and take the test and get an A I was probably always studying at least two to three hours a day even on the weekends. So that definitely helped me carry over into college, just already having those really good study habits, which New Albany definitely prepared me for just because of the course load having transferred from a different school district into high school. That was a big adjustment, which prepared me for that adjustment I had to take in college. However, for like social Wi-Fi's, your world just gets so much bigger than just here. Like when I transferred in the eighth grade to here, I thought here was big. Right. IU is 10 times b- bigger, which is crazy, but you get to meet so many different people from so many parts of life, and it's just, it's super cool. Um, definitely made a few friends. Actually just um, signed a lease for an apartment next year with um, a girl that me and my roommate met along the way, so we will be living with her next year, but yeah. Good stuff. Lily, thinking back about your, you know, 
academic offerings here. How did it prepare you, um, or did it prepare you? And then talk to us right now about, I guess, your first three semesters at IU. Um, I feel like, so I graduated with associates from here, and it definitely helped me. Like, I didn't have to take all those prereq classes, which are kind of weed-out classes sometimes at IU Bloomington. Like, they're extremely hard. So that was kind of nice in a sense, but I also sometimes feel like since I didn't have to take the prereqs, I'm a little lost hmm. in my classes, but overall it's not terrible. And I agree, like doing office hours and everything that your professors have to offer um, is really like useful. And then like social life wise, I've gotten involved in Indiana University Dance Marathon and I joined a sorority and those two things have been like absolutely like life-changing for the better um like dance marathon is such a great organization but it's also given me the most like genuine best friends that will like be in my wedding like they will be my lifetime best friends and like same with the sorority for, for those who don't know about the dance marathon explain so it's a 36 hour marathon where we like raise money for Riley Hospital for Children, but we raise money all throughout the year. And honestly, the marathon's just kind of like a big celebration, but we do stay up for 36 hours straight and just like keep fundraising and we dance and we, I don't know, there's a ton of different fun activities, but I think the best part of it is my committee just because of how close we are and how much we hang out outside of committee meetings and all of that. Now, I'm just curious, both of you were student athletes, both of you were incredibly active. Yes. Do you think that your involvement here on top of the academic loads that both of you had also helped you prepare with the time management needed for IUB? For sure. There's the structure. I played a varsity sport for four years while I was here. Um, so the structure in which being involved here with like athletics. So I played soccer. Um, I was a part of anchor club, like several things I did throughout school year. I was involved with FCA really helped me prepare for that course load just because I'm not doing all these things all the time anymore. However, it's more work than it was in high school. So definitely really well organized, structured schedule because of it. Yeah, Lily? I would say it definitely helped with my time management because I don't know, having a college um, schedule, it's kind of like you go to class, but in the in-between times you have to be able to time manage, which is kind of what I had to do in high school. I would have school and then practice at five. And it's like, what do you do in those in between hours and that's kind of what I do in between classes like studying or going to the gym or whatever you need to get done in your day it's definitely helped good stuff now talk to us a little bit about your majors why did you select this major and ultimately what's the the professional aspiration from it yeah um so I've been set on healthcare since like the second grade my mom was a nurse my grandma was a nurse um I've just been around healthcare a lot and I loved science just growing up and everything and combined with the passion of science that I had and just helping people in general, I just find so much joy in those two things. It seemed like the right thing to just to go in and like major in a science and then pursue healthcare. So right now I'm a biology major, might be double majoring in chemistry, I haven't decided yet. And then right now I'm on the pre-med track to go into that, but ultimately it was just those combination of those two passions over the years that really just set me on that track. I'm an exercise science major um, and hoping to get my physical therapy degree. I'll have to go to grad school. But um, what inspired me for that was actually Liz, the former athletic trainer here. Um, I really loved what she did, but I knew I didn't want 
um, a job that was anything but a nine to five. I wanted more like regular hours. So she, me and her talked a lot and she was like, you should do physical therapy. So that's what I'm pursuing. And Landon, what's made you consider your major? Uh, I really want to go into the Kelly School business and study in marketing. And uh, I know it's kind of like one of those things where it's tough to get into, but uh, I've done some research and talked to different people that are there doing it or uh, like Joe Wright who came in here and talked to us. Um, Joe, we know you're listening. Yeah, shout out Joe. Shout out Joe. And uh, I just kind of really got interested in marketing and I realized that I could do like pre-Kelly, which is uh, going in my first year and basically doing the same stuff as I would be doing my freshman year, just not technically in Kelly. And then uh, if I remain, if I think it's, it's either after the first semester or the first year, if I keep all B's, I just go, I just get right into Kelly, but I'm pretty sure it's first semester. Right. Yeah. You have that chance for that review. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, let's talk about quickly. Let's talk about the, the actual, um, when you're in classes. So talk to me about the differences from being in class in New Albany versus being in one of your lectures. Talk to me about lecture size. Talk to me about your interactions with your professors. Is there a difference? Walk me through that. Well, we'll start with, with Cadence. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact, um, if you are a biology major going into um, IU, you do not have one advisor. You have six. You can choose which one. Six? You have six. Okay. So, you get to choose. There are so many bio majors every year that you get to pick whatever advisor you want to go to. And so, that just gives you an idea of how big my major is. So, most of my classes consist of 300 to 400 kids at once within the lecture hall. So, it looks a little differently for the simple fact of it is harder to ask questions in the lecture. You really have to put yourself forward if you want to be that person. However, with that big of a class size, we do have discussions. So this is basically a group of 40 kids you meet up with with a like with a TA or an AI, um, and you just like discuss the content, practice the content, which is super helpful just because it is such a large class size. As of with like professors' interaction and everything. They are so passionate about what they're teaching about that they are like they were open to meeting with you at like any time. They have office hours set aside because they know how many kids they have. They want mm -hmm. to help and they're passionate about what they're teaching. So it's not like they're not they're gonna ignore you if you ask for help. Um, but yeah, no, for sure, office hours have been utilized a few times, and um, yeah, it's just huge class size. Yeah. Like it was bigger than my graduating class. You said. Um, um TA and AI? Is, is yes. It, okay. So T, TA is a teacher's assistant and then an AI. It's an it's like a high, it's a like it's a level above hmm. a teacher's assistant. I don't remember exactly what it stands for. But yeah, cuz we had TAs at UofL. I had a TA. I was going to say TAs but were like normally they're like graduate students right. and then AIs are getting like paid to do it, I think. Okay. How often do you get to talk to your TA? Like do you Yeah, so uh, for chem for example, chemistry, um, we had two discussions every week. So basically, we would go in to discussion and that's whenever we would get to talk to them. However, they were always open to schedule like meeting times outside of that time if you needed more. So help. it's like whenever you have questions like uh, about the course and stuff like that, you can mute them and talk to them. Yep, same thing with the professor. And then how is it like um, when you're trying to schedule your classes, do you meet with someone doing that? I heard stories about that, and I just didn't know how yeah. that works. Um, it's, I don't know, Lily, you can vouch for me when I say this. It's your first time doing it. It's a little stressful, I'm not going to lie. Um, because I had a bunch of credits going in, I had one of the first register dates, so I had to meet with my advisor like a month ahead of time to make sure I knew what classes I was taking next semester. But your advisors are there to advise, so they kind of just tell you what classes you should take but like you don't 
like of course for like the required stuff you have to take those classes so you're gonna take those classes but your advisors are kind of like yeah you should probably just take this this and this and then that's all they do you actually have to physically go in register for your classes put it in your cart and then your registration date and time like mine was october 31st at three o'clock yeah i had to go in and schedule all my courses and make sure everything was where i wanted it so one of the things that stressed my a lot of my freshmen out when i was at uofl as an academic advisor was that exactly is that i would give them like a list of like nine classes and i was like okay you have to have those three but then pick any of these and they were like what do you mean and i'm like <laughs> yeah. no just pick and they're like but but no no literally you just pick and it really stressed them out until they kind of got the flow of it lily um i'd say my advisor is honestly amazing i don't know how i got so lucky she kind of just tells me what to do okay in a certain sense i do like rely on her a lot i'm like tammy like what should i take like love it she knows what i'm interested in so she knows kind of like what i would want to take um but this semester i had like a hard time because a lot of my classes were only offered at one certain class time so figuring out the puzzle pieces of when I can take what classes is kind of a hard thing to do since you have to do it all on your own but my advisor has been amazing but that's not the same experience for everyone there yeah so. and then talk to me about interactions with your professors and whatnot like how has it been different being at IU are your class sizes as large as three and four hundred um a lot of them have been, but I also have had some smaller ones. Okay. So I've obviously made better connections with my professors in my smaller classes. Um, but for the bigger ones, there is like the TAs and the AIs. And I'm like, I took physics this semester, which is arguably like one of the hardest classes at IU. And I had a really good AI for my lab. And he like held review sessions, like things that he didn't need to do, but he truly wanted to help us. So that was really great. And I like always felt comfortable going to him with anything. All right. So one of the things that I've had a lot of conversations, especially at this point of the year, is some of the students who are, let's just say, academically high achieving students are starting to realize that when they go to a university, that it's it's the good kids, but everyone's a good kid, right? Like everyone's really smart, right? Everyone has, has, you know, done well in high school. Did you have a moment where the, the academic level kind of freaked you out for a second? Or was there ever a moment where you're like, I don't know if this is for me, like, and if so, um, how did you overcome that? I don't know for me if there was never a, this isn't for me, just because I've been set on what I wanted to do for such a long time. There was definitely like, an academic scare. I would say like, I remember my first exam for biology and chemistry, I got my grade back and I was like, <laughs> found out that I'm really good at doing like worksheets, the homework, I can understand the comment to a T, I can't test take. So that has been like something reaching out to my advisor being like, yeah. hey, do you have any like test taking resources that I can practice so I can do better? So I think the thing for me is acknowledging what I wasn't as good at, although I was good at it in high school, and being able to adjust to what I need to be able to do so I can succeed later on. Lily, did you have a moment where you're like, whoa, wait a minute, like what's um, happening here? I mean, this semester was really challenging, but I also went into it knowing that I was not gonna get all A's, which I feel like is a really important thing when you're used to getting all A's in high school. You have to realize like these college classes are hard and like you're not supposed to get A's. Like I talked to, um, I got a tutor this semester for physics, which is something that I like never thought I would do, but it was really helpful. And I was talking to him about the average grade on an exam and it was like 75. And I was like, 
isn't that crazy? Like that's so low, like average. And he was like, that is amazing. Like that is, that's better than I've ever heard for this class. And I was like, are you serious? Like a 75 is amazing. So that really put it into perspective. Like, okay, if I get a C in this class, like apparently that's amazing. So I don't know. That definitely made me feel better. And it's just a interesting adjustment to have. Yeah. I love that you said that, that, that moment, that realization of one, I need to acknowledge what I need to improve on um, and to adjust accordingly. And two, like it's okay to, I want everyone to have a high standard, but let's be realistic as well. Um, I think I've shared with, with each of you my econ story. My first year at UofL, I took a, a micro econ class and I threw all three of my degrees. It was the hardest I've ever worked on. Like that class, I, I got a C plus and I was so like proud of that C plus, but still also kind of like, like distraught a little bit. And I remember going to my advisor, shout out Dr. Dale Billingsley. And I remember him saying, I'm glad you got a C plus. And I remember being like, who are you? Like, why would you say that? And he was like, because if you had gotten all A's your first year, it would have been, you would have set that standard for four years. So it did kind of take off the pressure a little bit. Like, oh, I'm in a different level here. It's okay, you know, survive in advance NCAA tournament and let's make it happen. But my goodness, I worked hard in that econ class. So, okay, let's, um, let's talk about right now, Students that are considering IU, why IU for you? Like other than the campus, like now that you've been there, like what would your advice, someone who's really considering IU, and there's someone sitting in this room right now, what would be the selling point? And I use that loosely, but what, what would you say, hey, if this is what you want out of a collegiate experience, this is why IU's for you? I think just how much support I've truly gotten throughout this whole first semester. So when you go into college, you have that mindset, or at least I had the mindset of like, okay, I'm an adult now, which not really. You are. I'm not, but we're just, we're not acknowledging that still. Yeah. But I had that mindset of like, I'm an adult now, I have to figure it out myself. I'm not gonna ask for help, which is horrible. I've never had that mindset before ever, but I felt this huge weight on me. Like I had to be able to do this myself because I'm the one who's choosing to pursue a higher education. I'm the one who wants to do this with my life and have a career and all these other things. It's the support I got from my advisors, my professors, my teachers, my friends, my roommate, all the people I went into this with and have met along the way, the support they have given me throughout it and just the people I've met, it's like nothing else. Like it made me realize, go back to my old mindset of like, it is okay to ask for help for one. And two, that it is okay to struggle a little bit you can't not go through life and not struggle at least a little bit so just honestly the support just throughout everyone I've met so far for sure would be my biggest selling point about IU all right Lily your chance to sell IU go um I mean I've already mentioned all the different things that I'm involved in and those are all amazing and I've met my best friends but I also met some of my best friends from just living on my dorm floor and since so many people from New Albany or just the surrounding areas do go to IU I never really felt super lonely or scared because I always had hometown friends and like I don't meet up with them as often this semester now because I'm just so busy like making new connections but I always feel comfortable knowing that like if I do need somebody like I have everyone from around here so it's definitely like a mini New Albany like I know there's people that like from New Albany that all live on the same street and I'm like okay how did that even yeah. happen but I don't know it is like a mini new Albany in a sense but it also doesn't have to be if you don't want it to be let's 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 jump in that real quick because there are some students who are reluctant to go to IU because they fear 
that it's going to be New Albany 2.0, right? But what I tell students, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I tell students, look, there's 40,000 students on that campus. If you want to see somebody, you can make it work. If you want to meet new people, you can also make that work, right? So it's not necessarily like high school again. Your thoughts on that? I'll say this. I was one of those kids. You had that conversation with me. (laughs) I did not. Okay, I applied to IU to apply to IU. I had never intended to actually go there, but here we are. But no, I was one of those kids. I was like, everyone goes there. I don't want to be that group of kids. Be that group of kids if you truly want to go there. Don't let everyone else like get into your head about it for one. Right. You're making your own decision. It is your future. However, it you can reach out to people all the time. Like Cole Thurston, for example. I've reached out to him several times just about like little things or like we even went to go to a soccer game that our brothers were playing in over the school year. Like I've talked to New Albany people. I've ran into New Albany people. But I also have this whole little group now that I wouldn't have had otherwise going there. So I can always feel free to reach out to the New Albany kids because they are always there. And, you know, I spent four years with those people. But at the same time, I don't have to if I don't want to and kind of just do whatever I want. So it's like the best of both worlds, right? You have the support and you have the connection if you want it, but you're still the opportunity to meet tons and tons of new people, right? Anything else, Lily, you want to add on that? I mean, I'd say the exact same thing. I really don't hang out with many people from home when I'm at IU anymore. Um, we've just all kind of like grown in separate ways, sure. but if I ever needed anything, I'd be able to go to them. And I do randomly, like, I don't see people from New Omni super often, but I will run into them occasionally, which is always just like nice to see them. And it just feels like a little like piece of home. All right, cool. Now, now I'll ask a couple questions about campus and Landon, uh, please jump in if you have a question as well. Favorite spot to study on campus at IU? Go. Um, Okay, so I live in Teeter, so but so I'm right by Wells. So my two favorite places are Wells Library. I love going there and just kind of just sitting and working. Um, but if not, uh, the Luddy LLC is in the main building in Teeter, which is one of the dorms. Um, but basically, there's like the Luddy side of things, which is the computer science school, and then there's just everyone else who's in the dorm facility. That area, I go to there to study a lot. I love it's super quiet, great area just to work in and everything. But those are probably my two favorites. I like the Starbucks IMU, like the I whatever, but it there it is like crazy. There's you have to wait 30 minutes for a drink, but this yeah. There's a little yeah. lounge on the side that has a fireplace and couches and a few little tables and like dim lighting. So sounds even, cozy. Yeah, that sounds nice. Even if I yeah. don't get a drink, I'll still go there and study. And I also like my sorority house has a library in there, um, so I'll just study in there as well. Okay, favorite campus tradition. Okay, um, so I did not jump into Shell Waters Fountain. Um, I will not say that. It's Expl- a tradition for say, freshmen yeah. every year to go to Shell Water Fountain and jump into it while the water is in. I have heard that is notoriously known for giving people ringworms. Okay. So we did not do that. However, once they empty the fountain, we, me and my roommate had a friend from, um, she's a junior at Silver Creek come up to visit and kind of just to show around campus or stuff. There are several pictures of us kind of just messing around in the empty in okay. the empty fountain. When it was safe. With, yes, with like safe. the pictures of like the statue fishes and everything. But yeah. So I I remember that fountain and yeah. the there was a fish missing. Was it ever returned? Yes. Okay. Well, sadly, if you guys know, Bobby Knight just died. Right. The rumor is that he has it. So if it turns up within the next year or two, we're gonna assume that's where it was. But it's I don't even know how it's been missing for a considerable amount of time. So there's like four really 
four or five really big fishes and then there's one smaller one that's the one they couldn't find yeah because after we won like the ncaa tournament right and then students went crazy and stole these like 500 pound fish and hid them all over campus and there was one that we couldn't find it's assumed that bobby knight had it so, so that would have been 36 years ago i think right something like that i'm, I'm well, not I mean, I'm, this is not a dig this is not but i do remember when i was a student and i toured iu campus the fish was g- still missing obviously yeah. and i remember them saying the, the the legend is that night has it yeah um so lily favorite the favorite campus tradition i would say jumping in the fountain and okay. i did it and okay. i did not get ringworm so <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> <laughs> i i mean other than that just tailgating going to all the basketball games is all super fun as well I got a question. Yeah, go ahead, Kurt. What's y'all's go-to uh, restaurant at IU? Because I know there's a lot of different ones around. Me and my roommate have gone to Lenny's several times. It's on Kirkwood. It's really good. They kind of have everything. I recommend their pesto pasta with chicken and mushrooms. It's really good. But we've gone there a few times. We really like there. I like Feta, which is not near campus at all. It's, like, off campus. It has, like, uh, Greek cuisine. But then I have been trying to try all the ethnic restaurants on 4th Street and we went to Taste of India the other night with um, a lot of my friends and it was actually really good and I didn't really think I liked Indian food so. Alright, more you know. Alright, so we'll just go ahead and uh, wrap this uh, this episode up. Uh, I want to thank both of you again uh, for taking time out of your busy schedules and uh, I know that after finals like it's time to kind of like reset and relax and the last thing that you want to do is jump on some mics uh, with your old post-secondary counselor so I, I do appreciate that. Uh, but for students that are, are listening, last bit of advice that you would give them as far as walking through this process and if they're, if they're considering IU, like what, what, what advice would you give my seniors currently? Um, I would say make a pro-con list. I mean, that's, that's literally how I got to this point. I sat down on my kitchen counter and made a pro-con list between the two colleges I was in between and ended up at Bloomington. Um, it is a really big choice, but also know that if you come back a year later and maybe like and say hey maybe this isn't for me anymore that is not a bad thing that just means you're realizing that's not the track that was part of your life for a little bit but now you're realizing that hey maybe i want to go in this direction that is not a bad thing at all so just keep in mind that you don't necessarily know what the future holds but you get to make those decisions yourself it is no one other no one else's um, decision but yours so just keep that in mind and know that, like, just go true to what you think is right for you. I would say scholarship-wise, like, apply, apply, apply. I think I applied to literally all of them on the scholarship list, and I was, like, so discouraged. But it did come through. Like, class night was the best, so trust Bobbitt and trust him when he comes to you the day that it's a scholarship is due, and he's like, you need to do this. What was just the, do it. What was the one that you said that you won? Uh, Betty Bennett Hammond. What is that one? That'll come up in the spring. Yeah, so you (laughs) don't – I got that one too. You don't apply for it. You kind of just get chosen, Uh, and then there's a a whole process after that. But, yeah. Yeah. Last night sounded like the best. Listen, you you were hyping it up today too. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, and and, and Lily, did you know about the changes from last year? Yeah, I was really jealous because (laughs) I think I had a part of implementing those. I was like, Bobbit, we need to be like, cha-ching, when – someone gets money but you know it's fine i'm glad that everyone else had right so and then yeah. now this year y- you are both going to get a little angry uh but they are getting food 
Hors d'oeuvres. No hors d'oeuvres at the tables. No way. Hors d'oeuvres, charcuterie. Like, we may be doing it big, you know, so sorry. Might have people going around on, like, waiters and waitresses with long Why not? plates. Why not? I'll do it. I'll shrimp, be a waitress. Shrimp cocktails. <laughs> But we are. I am considering doing like an alumni thing with the current seniors right before class night. So I'll be in touch. So uh, anyway, well, awesome. Well, uh, we usually end every episode we'll do a quick little rapid fire. Um, favorite place in Southern Indiana to get a cup of coffee? Crossy co- coffee Crossing. Okay. Do you have a favorite location? Grantline. Okay. Coffee Crossing, Charlestown Road. Ooh, I have a senior who who goes back and forth, so I'm gonna ask him which one. Mr. Kirk, you you don't drink coffee? Oh, I do. Oh, okay. I thought you you did not. I actually owe you a Mickey's still. So you anyway, do still owe me. I've never had. I haven't had a lot of the little coffee shops around here, but uh, I'm a big uh, coffee crossing guy too. Okay, now yeah. you get to settle the debate. Is it? Is it? Is it, or are you gonna pick the third location on? on like I'm Road. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think that's the original. Yeah. I believe so. So anyway, the, the one that. Uh, on Grantline is nice though. No, I, I literally I was in AP research last year. I think I wrote my whole paper there. I just sat okay. and did it. It's a little bit quieter than Charlestown, but I do like Charlestown too. We should reach out to Coffee Crossing and they should frame your AP research paper <laughs> just like in, in right, right when you first walk in. So, um, all right, we are in WNAS. There's music all around us. Give me um, an artist that you go to. You're walking around IU's campus. You kind of you need to get pumped up for an exam, for a presentation, or whatnot. Who is the artist, or what's the song? And I'll start with Lily. Um, recently I've been listening to like, um, this is kind of embarrassing, but like the music that they play at the frats, okay. <laughs> it's like really like upbeat, like so I don't okay. know. It just, you know, takes you back to some good times. All right. Okay. Honestly, country, anything and everything country okay. for sure. Also it's like Taylor Swift clearly, but yeah. mostly country for sure. Um, also some of our seniors have asked for. Um, Swifty Tuesdays or Tay Tay Tuesdays in the senior commons. So there are days that I play more Taylor than anything else. So (laughs) I feel like Taylor Swift's become like a cult thing. It is a little bit. I'm not going to lie. There are Swifties who are at like a 10. I'm at like three. Okay. I've been listening to her since I was really little. Right. So I went to the Aero store. A lot of fun. Favorite concert I've ever been to. However, it is a little cult like. Yeah. I will, yeah, just yeah. a bit. I told you I wasn't a Swifty until I saw her live, and I was like, <laughs> "What is this?" Yeah. Like, it's it you, was, did, you did go to one of the concerts. Listen, so <laughs> my I was at UFL, and they had it was when she came to the Cardinal Stadium. Reputation, uh, reputation, and I wasn't a fan, but my nieces are. So I was like, "Okay, I'll take I'll take you all." So um, we we took Trinity and Elizabeth to that, and as soon as we get to the gate, um. My fiance and I, we they we we get the wristbands and the, she puts them on and I was like, what's this? They're like, you'll see. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. It was the most amazing show I've ever seen. And then like when the lights dropped and like the it would it would go with the bass drum of the kick, so it'd be like do do, and it would like start blinking. And then all of a sudden like there was like a snake going through the audience. It was insane. So at that point I became a Swifty. So there you go. You're a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Oh man, yeah. lost another one. That's no, all good. It's all good, <laughs> Mr. Kirk. Who are you listening to, other than the ten twenty dollar cast before a basketball game? What do you listen to to get yourself pumped up? Honestly, I'm a big uh, silent guy, kind of in my mind. But like, if I am gonna listen to one song before anything like that, it's probably gonna be like Headlines by Drake or something like that. Some okay. old Drake. Some old Drake. All right. Uh, I can respect that. All right. Favorite place in Southern Indiana to get lunch or dinner now that you two are back home? PB. Okay. That's a very <laughs> popular choice. Yeah. Well, they I kind of blame bank. it. Yeah. I kind of blame it on the soccer program. Literally, junior and senior year, that's 
ever after every single boys or girls game that's where we were i blame okay. it but it's good so maybe i should shout them out so that they can sponsor this podcast as well <laughs> so lily favorite place um so i keep going to this restaurant in nulu not really southern indiana but okay, the fine. la bogadita de mimi the cuban restaurant so good yeah i've heard good things i haven't my, my uofl students frequent that place mr kirk favorite place to get lunch or dinner Southern Indiana. In Southern Indiana or Northern Kentucky, I guess. Oh, yeah, we're not going that far. Uh, I'm going to go Cluckers. Keep it in the okay. New Albany area. Cluckers is pretty good. You go Wings? Oh, yeah, I go Wings. Sweet Todd Chili Ranch. Very boneless. Go. Shout fries. out the sauce. Very important. Got to have the honey mustard with the fries, though. Ranch uh, with the wings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just really quick. Uh, one last question. Uh, shout out a favorite teacher that you had, um, each of you, uh, when you were here. My dad's going to kill me. Miss Sillings. Okay. No, that's fine. Sullivan. All right. Sullivan. Kirk, do you have a, a favorite teacher right now? I'm going to go with Stacy Sillings. Okay. Yeah, she's, Sillings she's pretty two good. Votes. All right. Outstanding. So, um, well, one of the things that makes New Albany, New Albany is the amount of opportunities students get when it comes to classes, right? There's a lot of variety. And you know where else you can get a lot of variety? Legacy Pizza, the proud sponsor of the 1020 Dog Cast. They have pizza, they have pasta, they have salad, an amazing place, and we really appreciate them continuing to uh, sponsor this initiative. Seriously, thank you all again uh, for, for jumping on the on the mics. I hope that for Bulldogs who are considering IU, I can get them in contact with you if they do visit campus, and maybe you all can take them to one of these fantastic coffee places and give them the, you know, the, the honest uh, information that they need about the, the campus but it's an outstanding school we're really lucky that we have a world-renowned institution like 90 minutes away um, so anyway uh, that does it for today's episode of the 1020 dog cast where hopefully you got quality content in 10 to 20 minutes